With some uh, financial news, for the first time since 2009, Canada's inflation rate has turned negative. The rate dropping minus 0.2% in April as we start to feel the economic effects of the COVID pandemic. Let's welcome in our personal finance expert, Rabina Ahmed Hawk, for more on this. She joins us now on Global News Radio. Rabina, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Okay, Canada with a negative rate of inflation. What does that mean exactly, Rabina? I mean, simply put, uh, are things just generally cheaper? Well, not everything is generally cheaper. So CPI is a basket of goods that StatsCan looks at month to month to see what Canadians were paying for those goods, and that's how they come up with these inflation numbers. And so going into this pandemic, our inflation was creeping lower, 0.9% in March, and now in April they're saying actually minus 2%. And the major reason is gasoline prices. And gasoline prices, if you take that number out, it wouldn't be as dramatic. But gasoline prices fell 39.3% in the month of April. Um, As well, people weren't traveling, so travel fell. Um, Clothing and other things that we just aren't using as much all fell in value. Uh, But other costs have gone up. For example, grocery costs are higher. Um, And things that, you know, toilet paper, these perishable items or non-perishable items that we've been hoarding, these prices actually went up as demand seemed to outstrip supply. And so some of those those items remained at regular price. There wasn't as many sales on them, and so they were more expensive. So is that the easy explanation for this, is that demand has dropped, supply has stayed the same? Look at me going back to my first year economics. Thank you very much. So therefore prices have dropped. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it is a simple way of looking at it. I mean, normally when we think about inflation, we think that everything costs about 2% more year over year. So if you bought a loaf of bread last year for a dollar, the expectation is that this year it's going to be a dollar and two cents and then onwards from there. And that's normal inflation and that's how things should go up. That's how salaries should rise as well. You know how we often hear when there's there's, um, uh, labor disputes, they say that, you know, our salaries aren't even keeping up with the rate of inflation. That's what they're talking about. If life is getting more expensive, then you should be paid more. But in this case, I mean, this is a really unusual time. Gasoline prices, I mean, we discussed this a few weeks ago, actually went to negative where suppliers were selling the gasoline for less than what it cost them to actually produce it. So actually losing money on those sales. And that happens sometimes when there is oversupply of anything. You know, you hear of stores liquidating for less than what they bought those items for. That's basically what they were doing in the the oil and gas sector. Um, But this should not remain this way. I mean, that would be really difficult for the economy to remain if, you know, prices continue to fall, especially as gasoline prices, which they've already started to creep up, go up and people start driving again. uh, We're going to see we're going to see that inflation rate get back to normal. Okay, that was my final question on this, this negative rate of inflation. It is not here to stay. You don't expect this to continue for the even the short term. Well, I mean, short term, you know, next three to four months, absolutely, because people are still out of work. We're still really um, uh, in this pandemic. We're knee deep in it right now. You know, a lot of people are really anxious to get back to work. But what will work look like? And are the jobs going to be there the way they were before March 15th? Um, are people going to be buying things that they were buying before March 15th? I mean, a lot of ec- economic activity is simply just non- non-existent, going to restaurants, going to theaters, spending money on, you know, ex- 
extra things that help the economy move along. I mean, every festival in the city has been canceled between now and the end of summer. So no one is going to those festivals. No one's spending that money. Um, so yeah, inflation will most likely, and that means no one's getting in their car and driving either. Inflation will most likely be lower. Uh, but once things get back to normal and we start going out and spending normally again, and that really does mean after we feel good about the economy and we feel like we're safe and healthy, um, inflation should tick uh, up. It, it has to. I mean, we were, we can't live in a deflationary environment. Joined by our personal finance expert, Rabina ahmed Hawk. Also dropping are housing prices. The Canadian Mortgage Corporation believing that we could see Rabina prices drop as much as 18 percent. I mean, that <laughs> yeah. is just one heck of a drop. What are they basing that on? Well, they're looking at people's ability to actually uh, be able to uh, pay their mortgage. Uh, earlier this week, the Bank of Canada put out their uh, financial summary for the year, and basically they aren't even forecasting what they're looking at for the next 365 days. It's called the financial systems, uh, let me say the right word, um, and what they do is they look at, you know, for the year, uh, where they expect the economy to be going. And this time, they just focused on COVID-19. I mean, it's really impossible for them uh, to look at the numbers and say, this is where we expect the financial systems review. They, you know, usually it looks at 365 days. This time, they're just looking at the COVID impact. And in that, they talked about mortgages. And mortgages, they say they're expecting um, four times as many Canadians to be unable to pay their mortgages by 2021. Now, our mortgage default rate is very low, 0.25% going into the pandemic. So that number isn't even going to be at 1%. But still, when you think about four times as many Canadians being unable to pay their mortgage, that does mean that it is going to be more difficult for sellers to demand that high rate, high price that they've been demanding for the last 10 years. I mean, we've seen home prices go really through the roof. And this is the average. I would think that the, the prices are going to fall uh, more dramatically in places like Vancouver and Toronto. We're not going to see that same... Uh, uh, price decline in places like Moncton and other places, and especially places like Calgary. That's where we're also going to see home prices decline because people are not people are disproportionately out of work there compared to the rest of the country. I mean, obviously, this is not good news. This is bad news for sellers. But is this good news for buyers? And could this possibly let some people back into the Toronto housing market? Possibly a really astute first time home buyer may look at this as a buying opportunity. Um, they also have to be able to filter through the negative noise uh, because when home prices are falling, it's very difficult to say to a buyer, hey, you should buy a house now when they're looking at headlines constantly telling them that home prices are going lower. They don't want to get into a house that next day is going to be worth less. So there's also that psychology of home buying. This is why people are willing to pay more and more because when the headlines tell you that home prices are only going up, it's really Really easy to convince someone to pay more than they can afford because they their thinking is is that tomorrow my house will be worth more. Uh, so yeah, so somebody who can really cut through that noise, really see the future, maybe go back and read some articles from 1990, last time we saw home prices fall uh, pretty dramatically. Uh, maybe that might help them understand the way housing markets work. And that really, you know, always my best advice is is that you buy a house that you can afford today. Don't look at you know what's going to happen tomorrow or what happened yesterday. It's really about your own personal finance and your own ability to to um, to uh, to pay that mortgage going forward. You bet. Good sound advice as always, <laughs> Rabina. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. You as well. There's our personal finance expert, Rabina Ahmed Hawk.